So the first question, are we Americanizing European sports? Second question, what are the pros and cons to this? Welcome to the Dime Drop. What is up my guys? It's your boy HB. Welcome to episode 8 of the Dime Drop podcast. Um, so yeah, basically this is going to be another sports one. My bad if you're not in sports. Um, but we have had a massive week in sports this past week. Um, so I just want to draw upon that and yeah, share my thoughts and sort of my research views and see what kind of conclusion we can come to this. Um, so the first one is, are we Americanizing European sports? So what the fuck am I talking about? Um, basically, I'm talking about uh, this thing that was called the Super League, which was announced on the 16th of April. Now, what the fuck was this? Well, essentially, the largest clubs uh, in the world, because basically football, European clubs are essentially like the biggest in the world. Um, 12 of them got together and signed an agreement to start a breakaway competition um, in Europe uh, around football or soccer, but it's football. Um, so yeah, this included six clubs from the English Premier League, three from La Liga and three from Italy. These were going to be the 12 founding members. Now, there were plans to add another three founding members, taking it up to 15, and then the remaining five spots would be given to clubs who had had the best domestic season, which I don't know what the fuck that means, what criteria that involves. Um, but yeah, that was essentially it. So it was actually announced on the 18th of April, which was a Sunday. Um, and by the 20th of April, it collapsed. Now, what happened here? So the reason why they wanted to do this was they feel these clubs that they should be getting the majority of the money coming in uh, from the Champions League because they're the one who attracts the big crowds and whatnot. So they were like, you know what, fuck this. UEFA are taking a big portion of this. Why don't we just set up our own thing uh, instead and play um, instead of the Champions League, which happens, uh, well, European games happen in midweek. Uh, so yeah, that was basically it. And the format was going to be 20 teams that split into two leagues of 10. And then at the end, there'd be like a knock it, knockout tournament, uh, like quarterfinals, semifinals, and a final. Um, but the really weird sort of thing here was the timing of it. So it was announced on the Sunday, um, and the, that was the day before UEFA were going to announce their plans for the new format of the Champions League. Um, so that was a bit bookie. Um, what made it bookier were the people that were sort of spearheading this. Some of them were part of like a, a commission, sort of a body that looks at sort of European football, which is in uh, relation to UEFA. So they actually stepped down from their positions um, for this to go ahead, to not have a conflict of interest. Um, it was all bare bookie, to be fair, because uh, basically the head of UEFA, um, his, his daughter, her god father is actually one of the guys who end up spearheading this from Juventus um, so I'm guessing that fractured that relationship um, but yeah 
uh, it was all a bit a bit mad to be honest uh, there were calls for these clubs to be expelled from the UEFA competitions this year and um, if they were still in them uh, there were also calls from fans to be like they should be docked points and shit from their uh, national leagues that they're in um, so yeah that's basically what happened um, there was a massive uproar uh, on Monday a lot of backlash from this from fans from pundits from ex-players from ex-managers um, and current managers too um, and yeah so essentially they were just like oh shit actually you know what let's retract on this and then literally the day after some teams the Premier League started pulling out all six uh, all six teams eventually did pull out um, and that was followed by the three Italian teams too um, and then they were just like well it can't go ahead now so let's just withdraw it um, they've essentially postponed it they've not said they've completely gone away with the idea but I think they're probably going to try and come back with something um, so yeah that was basically it um, one thing to note the main teams main clubs that were spearheading it from a Premier League perspective are all American owned so that was Man United, Liverpool and Arsenal now why the fuck were they doing this? well apparently Americans don't really like the concept of relegation uh, they're like, why the fuck do we have this relegation thing? Um, and essentially, by being a founder of this EPL, it was being touted as, even though it's called the Super League, not specifically for Europe, um, was to not the founding members would not have uh, would not be relegated from this. So they'd every year they'd be able to compete in this Super League. I find that mad. Um, I do understand why, like it's beneficial from a money point of view you're going to have constant income there was also a 10 year contract attached to the founding members which means for the first 10 years every year they would receive income of I think it was 350 million pounds um, so and that is actually more than I think it's the TV money you get from the Champions League and the Premier League together so we're just like well this is a no brainer Like we're going to get massive amount of money uh, JP Morgan the investment bank said that they would sponsor this uh, they got involved. I think that's probably to do with Woodward, the fucking slimy prick, um, as he used to work for JPM. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically what happened. Um, but yeah, I think the the reason why I wanted to call this like the Americanized, Americanizing way is that I watch a lot of NBA. And in NBA, they have franchises. In franchises, uh, they just have... 30 teams all together split into two conferences 15 teams each west and east and um, there's no sort of relegation there's just like a playoff tournament that they can sort of compete towards um, the problem is here is that they're not just competing in this European Super League they said they still want to compete in their national leagues too the national league I, I don't think that would work to be honest because once you're guaranteed to play in this European tournament where's the incentive to do well in that Apart from if you're going to win the title. Say if the title is now out of reach, you'd be like, oh shit, I really don't really care. We'll just play our shit team in this and then focus on the Super League instead. Um, which obviously would sort of demote the importance of the National Leagues. Um, yeah, so I think it was being unfair, uh, essentially. And I'm, I'm glad as a fan that it didn't go ahead. Um, yeah, so th I think that was it, really. I just wanted to touch upon the Americanizing of, of that Super League.
Now, I, my second question, I want to actually just move on to the pros and cons of this because I don't think this is just full of cons. So one pro is that we will be able to watch massive matches like against the biggest teams in the world on a weekly basis, which is crazy. That would obviously attract big audiences, big viewing figures. Um, but the downside to that is that that novelty of playing a big team is lost. Um, we, we look forward to playing sort of as a United fan to playing like the Real Madrid's, the Barcelona's, the Juve's in European competition. But if it's happened every week, you just and every season, you're like oh, you know what, fuck this, it's, it's the same old thing. Another pro is if it was going towards sort of like the NBA way, could it actually see drafts come into it um, and make the league more competitive? So if you're foreign to this concept, um, essentially the teams that do shit in the year, they are rewarded with a higher place in the uh, draft lottery that happens, I think it's like three to five years from that point. So you're, you're given like higher picks. Um, so that means they have a college system. So when the draft comes along, it means that there's more chance of you getting the better players in about three to five years time, which makes it means that you're not going to be not competitive for like 30, 40, 50 years. If you pick the right players, it gives you a chance at least to pick the, the best players coming through. Um, so it, there is that sort of view that could make sort of like on a European level anyway, just um, more competitiveness if there was if it was going to go towards a draft system. Um, the only bad thing of that is if drafts are involved, it sort of means that fans usually follow players rather than teams, which dilutes that sort of that following that uh, football has um, from their fans and that passion. I think that would slightly dilute, and I've seen that, um, like for instance, LeBron James in the NBA. When he went to Miami from Cleveland, loads of people became Miami fans. Then he went back to Cleveland, and people became Cleveland fans again. And then he went to LA. LA's got a massive fan base, well, bigger than it was. And yeah, it sort of dilutes that sort of that passion that you have for for a team. Um, another thing is, does this actually make the Champions League then like the Europa League because it's taken out the elite? And then does the Europa League become the new sort of conference that the UEFA wanted to announce anyway? Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just adding another layer, another tier. And then another pro that I wanted to touch upon was, could this give more exposure to different countries if for instance it includes america it was called the super league not the european super league um i've got a feeling they were gonna just invite because they said domestic success which they didn't define what the fuck that meant so i think they could have maybe like obviously david beckham's got his team into miami in in america now they could have just invited them for a year got exposure out there um had teams flying over there every week to play um so I suppose that's good for football in general. To I mean, it's already the biggest sport in the world. So, but I suppose Americans don't really buy into it as much as they do other sports. So it could be could be a good market to tap into. Um, some more cons though I have is that when what, what I mentioned before, when a team sort of is in their sort of national league and they can't win that league, will they just see like the remaining fixtures as a dead rubber? And obviously, some fans 
who are supporting teams who are like fighting for relegation will be pissed safe like you're counting on a big team to beat one of your rivals who are going to go down but then they play like a second string team because they don't give a shit then there will be massive uproar on that especially if it does result in the other team going down because uh, obviously that's a massive financial pitfall that they go into the last con I really want to discuss which for me is quite big might not be for a lot of people <laughs> but um, the records that are set by people like Ronaldo and Messi they won't be able to be like broken or attempted to be broken by the likes of Mbappe and Haaland um, that's just my view on it I think I mean obviously you can't compare different eras but I think it's sometimes nice to have records there to be broken rather than set new records from scratch um, I think that would just be cool and then people can make their kind of comparisons in that way I think that was basically it I'm going to drop some dimes now <laughs> it's hard to call it with dimes for this to be honest um, but one thing I wanted to discuss was could having more competition amongst the elite like could having a draft between the elite for instance that could make it more competitive against the elite if that makes sense so if you had draft systems coming in in this uh, super league teams at the top would yeah they're obviously they're going to benefit monetary wise but say if like i don't know mbappe has to go to like another team in three years time his time is up and he goes to like i don't know like a dortmund or something it could increase competition which would be pretty cool but then it might actually increase the gap between, for instance, the elite and then teams in the National League. That's the only bad bit. Another thing I want to discuss was traditions will be lost. And this could lead to a watering down of fan, uh, watering down following from the fans. I discussed that before. I think, yeah, I think football is known for its passion. That's why fans, for instance, don't sit together because there is sometimes a hatred between teams. I think you would just lose that man and that's what that's what i love about football i love that atmosphere another thing that i did mention is the comparisons of players in different eras could be made harder as stats are skewed for instance if harlan and mbappe start banging in goals in this and obviously ronaldo messi then um retire um people will be like oh yeah but they didn't do it in the uh, in the super league did they like man they didn't even fucking play in that you know what i'm saying um and the last thing is, these teams, or these clubs, should I say, need to be led by people who love the sport, not by people who are essentially venture capitalists. Now, these American owners have come in, and I think they've thought, oh shit, we can benefit from the brand that these clubs have built and try to profit from that. Um, I've seen recently that Man United, uh, there's just a rumour, the Glazers would be open to an offer from someone for four billion pounds just to put that into perspective in 2005 they bought it for 800 million so they would have made a massive massive profit on that and that's what they're i think they came in to essentially do that just milk the brand and then maybe sell it on in the future for an astronomical amount that's not that's not what we want to see man like we want to see football for football i love the german concept where they have the 51 percent I'd love to see that somehow come back into the English game, but I don't think it will. That was it, guys. Love for rocking with me. Insta is at Dime Drop, D-I-M-E-D-R-O-P. 
mine is at hb underscore 5291 and yeah we'll see you next week peace